to look at this aspect that many especially many Christians where they are always defeated in spiritual warfare and that is character can somebody say character I can hear you say that loud and clear character Character is everything in the realm of the spirit. I'd like us to begin with that. Character is everything in the realm of the spirit. Every time you look at a Christian life, and I want us to please flow together with me. A Christian life is a life of character. Without character, there is no Christianity. And tonight, I want many of us to come to a point <laughs> that we realize that at the end of this meeting, we will cry to God to give us help in the area that God is talking about. Let me ask you. What is Christian life to you? And if you are going to answer me. Your answer will be. A life of Christ. Is it very complex? Eh? A life of Christ. So when we are saved we are called to a life we are called to a character we are not called to church we are not even primarily called to give things we are basically our life we are being called to a life to manifest a life and the life we have been called to manifest is who? is Christ and we are coming to a point that you are going to know is a warfare and every time it looks as if I am not manifesting that life. Definitely, I cannot claim to be a Christian. I'd like you to please take note of that very well. So, Christian life is beyond a membership of a denomination. It's beyond 
I am just saved. As a matter of fact, our salvation is tested, is identified, becomes very known by your character. By my character. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 says, If anyone be in Christ, is a new creature. What he's talking about there is that he has put upon himself a new character. When you are born again, it is expected that you now have and now have a new character. So if I am born again and my character has not changed from who I used to be before I was born again, then there is a problem somewhere. So we are not Christians by mouth. We are Christians by life. So we are called to a life. And if we are not living that life, we are not qualified to be a Christian. Are you together with me? And do you know, every time you see a Christian, who are you expected to see? You see Christ. And that tells you that one major pursuit of every Christian should be that I want to be like Christ. And one major concern, we should not bother that certain things, certain achievements are not taking place in our lives. We should be bothered because we only have one business on the earth. We should be bothered. How much of Christ am I revealing? Your achievement, my achievement as a Christian is not a position, not the house we build, not how much money we have, but how much of Christ-like character that is manifesting from our lives. And can I tell you, that is warfare. If it is not warfare, every believer, each one of us here, we will have nothing to deal with, including me standing before you. Every one of us here tonight, we have character problem. We have character what? You are not answering me now. We have character problem. Because there is a... See, a moment you don't accept, first of all, that there is a character problem, that's already a defeat. There is a war against our 
character. And why is the war? What is the purpose of that war? The purpose of that war is that the devil does not want Christ. Does not want the life of Christ to manifest on the earth. Everywhere the life of Christ is made manifest, devil is defeated. And you can agree with me. Can there be strife in a family, in a marriage, where the life of Christ is manifesting? Can there be trouble? Can there be pains? Can there be a, a kind of hardship in a nation like this where the character of Christ is manifesting? I want you to answer me. There can't be. So, character is a warfare. Like, for instance, when you see Somebody like Adolf Hitler. Somebody like Saddam Hussein. Somebody like Idi Amin. When I mention these names, what comes to you? Something if you know them. They were leaders who led at one point or the other. The character they exhibited. Their wickedness quickly come to you. If I mention somebody like Martin Luther King Jr. If I mention somebody like Billy Graham. If I mention somebody like Mother Teresa. So, the moment a name is mentioned, their character comes up. And their character that comes up tells you what they were able to do. How they were able to improve their generation when they were on the earth. So character when you have the character of Christ and I have the character of Christ Satan can be defeated from time to time on the earth. Will you say amen to that? And from today, the Holy Spirit will help us. Every aspect we need to win war of character. Tonight, as we partake of the body, of the blood, of the one who came with a perfect character. Tonight, the Lord will be doing something with our character. Beginning from now, our character will begin to manifest Jesus. You know, somebody said, God is more concerned with our character than our achievement. God is what? More concerned with our character than our achievement. And he said further, he said, achievement have importance only in the realm of time. 
every achievement that a man can have, whatever a man can become, it is only meaningful in the realm of time. In our father, but character is eternal. Character is what? It's eternal. It determines what we will be through eternity. So, achievement and character are not in the same class. You can be an achiever and lack character. But you cannot have character and not be an achiever. As a matter of fact, the achievement of character is the greatest achievement. The best thing that can be said about anyone on the earth is that he's a person of character. If you read what Solomon was saying, he said a good name is better to be choosing than the riches. So every time you have character, you are the greatest achiever. That's why at this very time, our prayer is that God will raise for Nigeria leaders of character. God will raise for Nigeria leaders of character. Some of us will know this particular saying that when money is lost, you have lost nothing. Isn't it? When health is lost, you have lost something. But when character is lost, you have lost everything. You will not lose your character. I will not lose my character. Say loud and clear, I will not lose my character. Now I'd like you to understand that the character we are talking about here is not just a good character. The character we are talking about here is Christ's character. The God kind of nature. Somebody can exhibit good character and still be wicked. If you see people right now building bottles, going to build roads, going to do all kinds of, they may be doing good things. But you may not know the wickedness. There have been leaders in this land that I have, they have done well. They have been nice to people. They have taught lives. But before they became leaders, they have shed blood. So what do you say about that? So when you look at them, you say, oh wow, this person is good. This person is doing well. This person is putting smiles on widows. 
But what has given birth to that is wickedness. So somebody can be good that wickedness has led to being good. But when you have the nature which is the character of God, there is no iota of wickedness in it. So character is what the Lord is dealing with tonight. Let me say it again what someone said. He said the greatest prosperity we can have is a good Christian character. The greatest prosperity we can have the greatest prosperity we can have is to have a good Christian character. When you have a good Christian, which means your character is the character of Christ. And the character of Christ is always good. You have the greatest prosperity. Thank you, Jesus. Can you call with me very quickly to the book of Psalm 105? Psalm 105. I'd like you to see something very quickly here. And let's read from verse 16. Or let's read from verse 13. And this is talking about the people of God. He said when they went from one nation to another from one kingdom to another people he suffered no man to do them wrong yet he reproved kings for their sakes verse 15 Saying, touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. Are you there? Moreover, he called for a famine upon the land, he break the whole staff of bread, he sent. A man, and I'd like you to begin to see this. He sent a man before them. Even Joseph, who was sold for his servant. And I want to bring you to something as we begin the journey. Don't forget that they were a nation. They were a people. 
on a journey with God. And they went from one nation, from one kingdom to another. And God did not allow them to suffer wrong. Even rebuke kings for their sakes. And he said to them, don't touch my anointed. And don't do my prophet harm. Now when you now see verse 16, he was the one who called for a famine upon a land. Take note of where we are reading so that when I begin to round off, you can understand. He now sent a man before them. And the name of the man is Joseph. Joseph is not somebody very unknown to us. Joseph was a man, a young man at a very young age that God gave a privilege to see the kind of a future that awaited him. God opened Joseph and Joseph was able to see and say, okay, this is the kind of a future that will be coming out of your life. Right there, from his father's house, the enemies arose. His own brothers. They looked at him and they said, look at this dreamer. He's coming. Let us kill him and see what will become of his dream. But God set Joseph free. They now sold the man that was going to become a great man. His future was already set. There was nothing that was going to tamper with the plan of God for his life. Joseph was sold as a slave. This was a man with the potential of a leader upon his life. God was taking Joseph through a process. Whenever God shows us a future, we must realize that there is a process to get there. And every time that we are going to get to where God has showed us, we must win the war of character. So Joseph got to the house of Potiphar. You know his story. He began to enjoy. God was with him. Everything Joseph laid his hand upon, God made it to prosper. And then, a time came that God was going to bring Joseph under a character test. The Potiphar's wife, the most beautiful lady among women, began to lure him. Joseph, whatever God is going to do with you, this is where it's going to end. And it's not going to end by anything. It's going to end by the ruin of your character. Can I tell you, when devil sees that every battle against you cannot bring you down, he will stay 
in your character. Devil will confront. He will want to fight your character. So Joseph was there as you come with me. God sent him. He was sold for a servant. Verse 18. Now look at what verse 18 says. Whose feet they hurt with fetters. He was laid in hell. Why do you think all this Joseph was passing through? Because of one thing. Because of character. So, the kind of test of character, the war, the battle of character he faced with the Potiphar's wife. Now, when they laid him in prison, when they put irons, fetters upon him, Joseph was still going through just one battle. And it is a battle of what? Character. And look at verse 19. Until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. All that was tried about Joseph was his character. How far God will have to take us is how terrible we will face the battle of character. So God, he tried him. The character of Joseph was tried. And after that, the Bible says the king sent and loosed him. Even the ruler of the people. And let him go free. He made him lord of his house. And ruler of all his substance. Verse 22. To bind his princes at his pleasure. And teach his senators wisdom. It is my prayer that God will give us victory over the warfare of character. Character can make you powerful. As a matter of fact, character is a threat to the enemy. Every time the enemy wants to get anyone down. And don't forget we are talking about spiritual enemy. They look and locate a problem of character. Samson was a powerful man. They were looking for how Samson was going to be brought down. And they couldn't bring Samson down. Samson was a one-man battalion. But can I ask you, what brought Samson down? You are not answering me? Character. As powerful as Samson was, it was at the point of character they brought him down. You are going to look at the life of Moses. 
a very powerful man that God used. Satan could not near him. He carried the dimension of anointing. But at the end of the day, where did the enemy wage war against Moses? And it looked as if the enemy prevailed there. Where? What was the specific character? Anger. So, can I now ask you, is character a warfare? You are not answering me. It might look simple. I will soon begin to tie the knot. I don't have much to say than all that I've said to you. Do not take your character for granted. The most ignored aspect that believers give attention to is the area of character. I have seen many prayers but I can, you can agree with me that not many of us actually pray well in the area of our character problem. And every time you don't deal with a battle that is confronting you, don't forget we have been talking about an offensive. You don't go there to attack that area. What happens? The enemy builds a stronghold. And that stronghold becomes what you will not be able to resist. So you can be fasting. I can be fasting. I can be praying in some other areas. But yet, I ignore a particular character that is not glorified in my life. And the enemy, our enemy, does not need too many character flaws in your life, in my life, to capture us. Once it can build a stronghold in one, it's enough. And that's why tonight, one major prayer we're going to be praying that the Lord will deal with every character in us that is not bringing him glory, he will deal with it to the root. Having sat down and looked at the Bible in a little way, I have discovered that mighty men, great men, that God really used. It wasn't the external enemies that brought them down. Every time there will always be a fatal defeat of any vessel in the hand of the Lord, it is always their character. And that makes me to say, Lord, this character matter. See, no matter how gifted you are, when the 
character of the Lord is not being formed, is not manifesting, if you take character for granted, you are going nowhere. It is better to lack gift and have the character of Christ than to have so much gift and then lack it. If you check 1 Corinthians chapter 13, don't forget why Apostle Paul was talking about love. And he said the greatest of all this, the three, whether charity, and whether hope, whether faith, and love, he said the greatest of this is charity, which is love. And the reason Apostle Paul pitched his tent in love is because love is character child. When you have faith, you can have faith in arrogance. As a matter of fact, the reason for your faith may be if this mountain can come down and I can bring this mountain down, they will know that a man of faith has come. You can have hope. And when your hope come alive, you can boast about whatever that has happened. But Apostle Paul said, Love, which is character. The beauty of a Christian is the character of Christ that is manifesting in his life or her life. There are many things that we ought to have entered into in the Lord, in our purpose in him. But because the Lord has not prevailed over our character, when the Lord should make you and release those things to you, at the end of the day, the enemy can take advantage of it to bring reproach to the name of the Lord. Do you know there are many of us that have been crying to God, Lord, will you not change my level? Will you not lift me up? And God said, how will I lift a arrogant man up? The level that you are now, sister, this level you are already boasting. You look like you are the only one. So sister, if I lift you up, I will ruin you. to our prayers can we say they also rest upon our character growth in Galatians chapter 4 you know what Apostle Paul was saying there can everybody go there very quickly Galatians chapter 4 before we begin to round off Lord, give us victory over the war of character. Galatians chapter 4 verse 1. He said, now I say that the hair, as long as it's a child, as long as it's a child, different nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. Now, the word child there 
as much as is immature, he has not developed in the maturity of character. Is it does not differ, it's not different from a slave. Do you know what I saw here? You may have so much entitlement to what God wants to do with your life, but because of lack of the development and maturity in the manifestation of the character of Christ, you realize that you are still a slave. So Joseph was sold as a slave until the character of Joseph will be tested. Do you know Joseph did not only pass the character test of fornication and adultery. He passed the character test of pride. Do you know what they did to Joseph, his own brothers? It was enough that when they met with him, he should be able to deal with them. But by the time that this Joseph, by the time they met with him, Joseph was already a man that the character of the Lord is prevailing over. And you know, one of the times, you know, many of us will have asked, but personally I've, asked, I've also asked too, why did, who was Joseph before he left his father's house? The brother was a little arrogant. He had the coat of many colors. He had the backup of his father. If he wasn't arrogant, he couldn't be so audacious. How can you be talking to somebody like Liu Ben? He was number 11. Liu Ben was number 1. There was a very long... Liu Ben could be like his father. <laughs> Are you understanding what I'm saying? But he was so audacious. The arrogance was there. He called all of them. I had a dream. And do you see something in this dream? I see all of you. All of you. I, he, no, I, they, he, he was bold. He feared no one. His father will send him. Go and check what your brothers were doing. He will come back and tell his father. This is, he doesn't fear them. Anything. God tried him. God walked on him. He was going to be a prime minister. God was going to take him there. But Joseph, you must overcome the war and the battle of character. This year, may our character not stop what God wants to do through us. If you have been praying and say, Lord, why is this not happening? Why am I this? Why am I this? You may be staying long in the school of your making into what God wants to make out of you because you have not passed the character test. So can I tell you tonight if in all your prayers there is no constant address of your character flaws. The areas you know 
Christ is not manifesting. And you know it. You may deny it. And do as if I don't know. You know. If it is Christ. Who handles this situation. Can he talk like this? Can he respond like this? You know when it comes to character. We don't do a yastic. With people. Our measure. Is towards Christ. Our measure is towards who? I can hear you. Our measure is towards who? Okay. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. Our measure is towards Christ. So you must, as a matter of necessity, be offensive in the area of winning the war against your character issue. Look at Ephesians chapter 4. And he said, verse 13, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of who? Christ. Do you know you are not even expected to measure your character with your discipler? Because there are certain things in the life of your disciple that he himself or herself may be believing God to help him about that is not glorify Christ in his character or her character and you must not follow him there. That's why Apostle Paul said, you imitate me as I do what? As I imitate Christ. So when you are building, when you are believing God for your character, it has to do, your character has to measure. So from time to time, I want you to please be conscious of this. I don't know if this word has entered into you. Every day that you live your life, you have a mandate to manifest the character of Jesus. Any day, that you manifest, I manifest character that people will say, this is not Christ. We have done a minus, an injury to heaven. That tells you that when you wake up in the morning, as you are doing your quiet time, Lord, help my character today. Let my character reflect you. Don't let the enemy prevail over me in the area of character. Are we together? Now very quickly. Character is God's life expressing himself in us. God's life expressing himself. That life is expressing himself. You don't struggle to live a life of character. You only release yourself for Christ to live out of you. That's how it is. So character is not human life trying to be godly. It's God expressing his life through human life. And that is where the war lies. 
the devil is fighting God expressing himself through human life. You know how many people will be saved if God keeps expressing himself through you? You put the devil in trouble through a life of Christ expressing himself in you. The Bible talks about David, a man of character. Even after when Saul was looking for him, he said he behaved himself wisely. How did David behave himself? Wisely. When he behaved himself wisely, the Bible says Saul was afraid of him. I have realized something. People are afraid of you when you have character of Christ. And that's why they will always intimidate you. And don't ever be intimidated. If you have listened to the message that I shared online on the Leading with Impact audio, I shared with leaders on Saturday. I told them that we are in a time now that when you are doing what is right, people will make you to think it is wrong. They'll make you to think it is wrong. But you are to be bold. You must know that it is very, very great to manifest character. And you will always be at the opposite. Anytime you are manifesting the character of Christ, you will look stupid. You will look what? So if you don't want to look stupid, you cannot manifest Christ. Somebody slap you and you don't slap the person back. How do you look? Eh? You are not answering me. Somebody insults you and you say, God bless you. What does that look like? Somebody does not greet you. And you are the first person to greet the person and say, ah, are you doing sister? Ah, are you doing brother? What does that look like? How many of us want to look stupid? So what the world calls stupidity is the life of Christ manifesting through you. And don't be carried away by tongues here and there. Tongues have made us not to understand what it really means to be like Christ. Preaching any any donkey, like our father and the Lord used to say, can hold the mic and preach. Preaching does not make somebody a person of character of Christ. Character is in a common life that you live day to day. Every day, day to day, how you mingle with people, not even in a special place. Every day, you meet somebody on the road, you meet somebody on the market, the way you deal with your neighbor, the way life is where your character, whether Christ is expressing himself through your life that is where it shows those are it is character that empowers your tongue you will have empty tongue if you lack the character that backs it up problem heresy is character that empowers there are many empty tongues. 
Do you know it is character that empowers your decree? When you say in the name of Jesus, there are some people say in the name of Jesus for like two, five hours before something will happen. Are you understanding? Are you, are you, do you understand what we are joining together? Do you see like what I'm sharing with you? There are people when they stand like this, they just wave their hand. Devil bows. Elijah simply appeared. He said, if I be a man of God, if I be a man of God, let fire fall. What happened? It came down. Do you think any other person can speak like that and it will come to pass? No. Character is life. It is your character that backs up your spiritual power. So don't allow what I'm trying to say to you. It's not that I'm saying don't speak in tongues again. I'm not saying don't make a decree again. I am saying why not trust the Lord that the enemy will not defeat to render your tongue useless. To render your decree useless. To render your prayer useless by defeating you in the area of character. I want to be someone in my generation who we speak and heaven and earth will obey. When you have character of the Lord, that is what will happen. I know this kind of a message. We receive this kind of response. Glory be to Jesus. Very quickly, how do you empower a Christian character? How do you develop it to overcome the war of character? Especially in the body of Christ today. When you meet some people and they say to you, we are pastors. Character betrays us. Certain things you don't expect from a pastor begin to show off. So how do you empower? How do you stand that the devil does not overcome in the place of character? If Satan can't get you in the place of character, your ranking in the realm of the spirit. I don't believe somebody have any rank in the realm of the spirit who lacks character. Who lacks character. The rank of Jesus in Philippians chapter 2, how he became ranked. Go and check it. He became so low. And God has now highly exalted him. Number one. How do you empower your character? Allow the Holy Spirit to transform you from within. Allow the Holy Spirit to transform you from your inside. Don't be satisfied with living a Christian life on the outside. Your inside is the reality of who you are. It is the inside that malice is. It is the inside that strive unforgiveness is. It is the inside that 
and arrogance lies it is the inside our inside is the reality of who we are so when you are transformed by the holy spirit from your inside you will win character war do you get that everybody and this must be a daily thing the holy spirit is walking inside of me every day don't let us see the spirit as just the one anointing us to preach no it must be anointing us to transform our inside our inside our inside you can't be a fighter fighting people everywhere keeping malice you don't forgive people you insult people anyhow when your inside is being transformed no it's not possible Yeah. In the inner man. That's Ephesians, I think Ephesians chapter 3:16. So there is an inside walk. Our inside needs the transformation of the Holy Spirit from time to time. Every battle that you can win on the outside, you must win first from the inside. Number don't run away from experience of trial and suffering. Don't run away from experience of trial and suffering. Every time you are going to win the war of character against the devil. The devil will not use character to bring you down. You must pass through a life of trials and sufferings. A moment you run away from it, they will not be able to accomplish what they need to do. Every time we go through trials and sufferings, the major work they do inside us, they transform us. Check Romans chapter 5. Romans, I love that very well. Romans chapter 5. Please, do you understand what the Lord has dealt with tonight? Romans chapter 5. Now, let's look at verse 3 down. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. Knowing Tribulation work at what? Patience. So many a times that you are going through tribulations of life. What are tribulations? You are going through the storms of life. Things that are really, really trying to break you down. Those things, they are what is called patience. And look at verse 4. And what does it work out? Experience. And what does experience work out? Hope. And what does hope work out? 
hope maketh not ashamed. Why? In verse 5. Because the love of God, the character of God, is shed abroad in our heart. By who? By the Holy Spirit. So let's take it from tribulation to patience. Patience to experience. So every time you are patient, when you are going through trials and sufferings of life, you are gaining spiritual experience of character. As you are gaining that, you have hope. Why did that hope come? How will that hope come? If you can be patient in what sway others off, then hope is guaranteed. <laughs> the future is sure. And hope, he said, it will never bring shame. doesn't disappoint us into our heart by means of the Holy Spirit. That's it. Good news version. So allow the Spirit of God to transform you from the inside. A Christian life is a life of daily inner transformation. Inner transformation. How am I getting transformed in the inside every day? Last year, my character was like this. But this year, there has been a transformation that has taken place within me. And two, I don't run away from trials. I don't run away from them. You stay in them. You allow them to refine you. Sometimes, trials and sufferings can, bring, can mold somebody, break somebody. <laughs> somebody was like this before. True response to that. Number three. Value a life of humility. Value a life of humility. One of the most important character of Christ is humility. Any Christian who lacks humility, oh my God, lacks character. Value it. Value humility. Value humility. And do you know what is humility? Stooping low, going down. Stooping low, going down. Stooping low, going down. You don't lose anything by being humble. You gain everything. Do you know where God changed everything about my destiny, about humility? It's when Apostle James said, God give more grace to the humble. So I, grace will be reducing the more you are arrogant, the more you are proud, the more you feel you have self-confidence. What you are saying is that God withdraw grace. But do you know those that God pump grace over? Pump grace over. More grace means God keeps supplying grace to the humble. The one who is stooping low. The one who is saying, I'm sorry. Even when it's not at fault. The one who is saying, oh, going down. Going down. See, there is nothing in... Naturally, you think the one who is on top of it 
is the no is the one who is stooping low you look like stupid you look stupid but that's the way number four it's important it's important take time to develop a personal deep personal relationship with god there are many christians who don't have deep personal relationship there is no time that they have deep devotional life you cannot thrive on the church teachings on the church meetings and you cannot thrive on praying just warfare prayers you need to develop cultivate a life of devotion what is a life of devotion a study a fellowship you are just there you are studying the word you are not praying about needs you are not asking god to provide something for you you are there developing a relationship personal is speaking to your heart making you to know this is who you are this is at the areas is addressing sometimes when you know that your flesh is prevailing those that always prevail over the flesh are those who have a secret place of devotional life with god is an old time secret and it can never fade if you don't have personal time no matter the time the family together god does not deal with you as a family he deals with you as an individual you must have your personal time with the lord where you are not asking for things where you are just fellowshipping reading studying meditating on the world and you are not thinking that the word is addressing another person you are saying lord to me lord deal with me and the lord is dealing with you if i ask you now what are the dealings of god presently in your life what are the things god is dealing with if you have a personal altar a personal devotional life there must be something presently that the lord is dealing with because you can't be walking with him and he will be saying nothing to deal with in your life there are many things he must be dealing with something presently something that flesh cannot carry something that and is just to make his character to prevail for you to win that war develop it number what all right maybe two more and i stop subject yourself this may not go very very convenient but take it it's the truth subject yourself to human control under christ over your life subject yourself voluntarily be under a life human life that can control you the reason many of us are not growing in character in christ is that there are people that are not under human control You can't be a disciple and there will be no i was saying to mommy at the time i said i look at some irredeemable, irredeemable i don't know if that vocabulary is correct marriage 
when you will look at husband and wife and you will realize that they say we are just party we are no nothing will ever happen we can never come together and i want to ask who can talk to this husband and he listens when you marry a man that he does not have a human authority over him somebody in his life that can say sit down there even though you you believe it is not right for you to sit but sit and you are sitting without complaining stand up and you are standing do you know there are some of us that there are people who cannot say that to you you will say sir my mind is what I want to do that I want to do. Go and check the ways of the Lord. As I'm standing before you now, there are things, if Babashus was still instructed a few days ago, say this is what you have to do. I don't say, is the Holy Spirit saying it? I have voluntarily yielded myself. And do you know when you find discipleship growth, people are not becoming like Christ. They tell you, it's only the Lord we listen to. Ah, uh ah, -uh, it's a lie. You must have over your life. That person, there are two types of control. We have what is called manipulative control. Somebody can be in your life and just be controlling you for his own gain. And we have what is called godly control. See, manipulative control is not of the Lord. You are not meant to be under manipulative control. But you cannot, if you are going to win the character war, you cannot escape godly control. How do godly control come? You are the one to say, Sir, Ma, when you submit to a spiritual leader, you tell the person, I have given you control. <laughs> Do you hear what I said? I have given it to you. Under Christ. Because many a times, every time you think, I can also think of myself, I can also do it, I can also, you realize that where you are doing that, flesh is prevailing. But when you are accountable to a human control under Christ, who is not manipulative, who himself that you have yielded to is yielding to Christ, then you are going to realize that your character begins to grow. Don't follow a man. Don't follow a leader who does not have human control over his head. <laughs> My God, time has gone. Do you hear me? You win character war against the devil? Check Exodus chapter 18. Jethro was not evil. Did you hear about Jethro as a prophet anywhere, as a major prophet in the Bible? He was simply a father-in-law to Moses. Moses served him for 40 years. But Moses had submitted. He came with and the children of Moses one day and he saw what Moses was doing. What did he say to Moses? He said, this that you are doing is not good. Who can talk to Moses like that? The man who speaks with God. 
Numbers chapter 12, mouth to mouth. Can somebody talk to Moses like that? You are not answering me. Mighty Moses. You will tell mighty Moses that what he's doing is not good. But can I tell you, Moses needed human control. Did Moses say, I that speak with God mouth to mouth. Father Jethro, can't God say that to me? Can't he say that to me? Moses listened to him. And the Bible says, everything about his ministry that time changed. Went to a high order. Because he said, people over a thousand, over a hundred, over fifties, over ten. Because Jethro just sat and was watching him. The way he was doing it. Who can speak to your life? And even when it is not convenient, you will receive it. The Lord will help every one of us in these areas. Lift your right hand unto heaven. Ask the Lord. One more that I didn't share and I have to add to that is that our character must be brought to the cross in the place of prayer from time to time. Our character must be under discipline. Fasting is good. What, what, what everyone is there here now with everyone as they here now you subject the body. you subject the body lift your right hand unto heaven let us receive the grace of god receive the grace of god lord give me grace to win character war please talk to the lord please talk to the lord Receive that grace, everybody. Think right away. What are the characters in your life that you know this is not Christ? Will you not talk to the Lord? Don't justify it. Don't say that is how we are in our family. I came from a family that we argue. That's the family that I came out from. We argue a lot. When I was very small, come and check our argument. You would think all of us should be lawyers. But when I was growing up, I realized that it's a battle. I want you to pray. Lord, set me free. To overcome the warfare of character in the name of Jesus Christ. Are you praying at all? There are many marriages that have scattered just because of warfare of character.
Thank you.